0: Welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. My name is Kirk Barron. My job is to bring you new stuff, exciting stuff to help you create a better practice and a better life. And I've got a treat for you today. I actually don't even know exactly what we're going to share with you today, but I have a hunch you're going to like it because I trust my team. And my team lined up this particular podcast interview and I'm like, who is she? And they're like, trust me, you're going to like this. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I've got Brenda McNulty on today, and we're going to be talking about a very interesting topic. It's better profitability through insourcing. And I'm just curious to find out what the heck that is. But before we get started down this path, I always like people to know who you are. So Brenda, tell us who you are. Give us a little bio on who you are.
1: Okay. Well, Obviously, I'm Brenda McNulty. I've been in the dental field for about 30 years now. Oh Gosh, so long ago, I started off as a dental assistant, kind of did insurance, did a bunch of different places in the dental office before I settled on doing regional management and consulting. So for about the last 10 years, I was doing consulting and on the speaking circuit, And my favorite things are teaching practices, things that they don't know so that they can become more efficient and more profitable. So I love what I do every day. I go to fun. I don't go to work. And when it starts to become work, I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm going to find something better to do.
0: I love it. I love what you're saying. So I'm totally picking up what you're putting down. I love it. Now, you shared a little bit. So you're a consultant and then you started working with, a you know, a a different thought process and you became one of their top. And so now you, you've made the pivot. So can you share that story? I think that's a pretty cool story.
1: Of course. So as a consultant, you're always helping offices try and become more efficient and more profitable. And one of the ways that we were doing that is recommending people to outsource. And we tried every company, oops, every company known to man, and our clients were not super happy. They were either getting bills that fluctuated or they would have change over. Once they would get somebody trained, it would be somebody new would be stepping in or they had no control. They said, yes, we do this, and this is how we do it. And our clients were like, you know what? That's not really a good fit for us. We want somebody that's going to represent our brand, somebody that can do things the way that we want them done. Mm -hmm. So I found Support DDS, who I work for now, and I referred our first client to them and said, could you please just give it a shot? The team members are in Africa, but they're highly educated, and they're going to do your systems your way. And the very first client that I referred loved it so much that I referred another client and another client and another client. Soon I was selling more of support DDS than anything else. So they reached out to me and said, we'd love to have you come on board. Yeah. Didn't really want to at first because I'm not a salesperson. I'm a trainer. I'm a consultant. But more than that, I'm a problem solver. And this particular company solves a lot of problems, not just for dental offices, but for making a difference in the world. I love it. I
0: love it. So let's talk about the why before we get into the how and the details. You know, this is an important concept. A lot of businesses use this, which is outsourcing. I mean, we're going to call it insourcing, which I actually I'm very curious as to how this works. And I think you're also saying that, like, let take all the labor out of your office and just put it somewhere else in the world. What you're probably doing is freeing up some time and some brain space for your existing team members just to better connect with patients and not be so transactional all day. I'm putting words in your mouth, but like it's, you know, it's one of the thought processes. We're all about helping people create a better practice and better life. But let's talk about the why. Why is this so important?
1: Well, it's so important because right now burnout is happening at a huge rate. People are leaving a dental office to go get paid 50 cents more an hour down the street. I live in Colorado. There's a big huge sign out in front of Target that says $24 an hour starting wage. It took me years to get $24 an hour. And let's face it, if I was working at Target or if I'm working at Dollar Tree or In-N-Out Burger, I'm pretty much leaving all my cares at my job when I leave. Mm -hmm. Dentistry is not like that. We have things that carry over day to day. It is very stressing on the body, on the mind, on the communication, vocal skills, everything it's stressing. And so people that are really good are demanding a lot of money. Yeah or they're gonna go somewhere else for 50 cents more. So what we are able to do is provide them with somebody that really, really wants to work, that is highly educated. And if you were to look at their resume, you would immediately think, I can't afford this person, there's no way. And what we do is we pair them with you, so they learn your systems your way, and you get to customize what that type of person's like. So imagine this, Kirk, imagine that you put out an ad, for exactly what you want. And within two days, you had three people to interview that matched your skill set that matched everything that you want perfectly all well below the budget of what you want to spend. Hmm. Imagine that. And that's why this is so popular because you're not getting a service you're getting a team member that represents your team and they do whatever it is that you want them to do.
0: Yeah. Like I'm, I, I, so I, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to imagine, imagine that. And as you could imagine, you know, I always want to find great people that fit our core values that are good fits for these things. And even the hiring thing is just harder than ever trying to sort through all of this. And you're probably talking about, um, a situation in which you can pick and choose the actual tasks that you need that would be better served by people that can, you know, put their energy towards tasks. Uh, and, And so give us an example, like give us one of the top services that is of value to a dental office that you see on a daily basis.
1: You know what's interesting is the value differs for offices. I tell the dentist, go to your team and say, what are you doing right now that you don't like to do? And they'll give them a list of all the things they don't like to do. And then have the dentist say, if we took those things off of your plate, what could you be doing? And you'll find out all the things that should be getting done that aren't. So now you have two options for that remote team member. Do they work on the things that aren't getting done? Or do they work on the things that um, the team members don't like doing to increase morale? And then you say, if I took all those things off of your plate, and we brought somebody else in to help you remotely to handle those tasks, what are you willing to do to help? Are you willing to help train? Are you willing to help supervise? Are you willing to help coordinate? What is it that you're willing to do? So each office, the value is different. We have some offices that are paying thousands of dollars in marketing each month, and yet their phones are going unanswered. We have other offices that team members are sitting on hold for 45 minutes with Aetna, or Cigna, or fill in the blank of whatever insurance company, all because the office needs to know whether something is covered or what the history is, but the team members don't have time to serve both the patient in the office as well as the backside of it. Yeah. So I think where the value comes the most comes from knowing what the need is of the dental practice. But I'll tell you my favorite, my absolute favorite position we have. It's called the director of first impressions. Okay. The new patient phone calls are routed to our team members in Zimbabwe who speak a beautiful accent. It kind of sounds British slash Australian kind of squished together. So it's a, it's an accent that people want to listen to. They take the new patient phone call and they ask all the questions that normally in office, they don't have time for like, what are your expectations of us as your new dental home? What inspired you to contact us? They also able to spend as much time as they need to, to develop that connection with the patient. So they can say, do you have insurance you'd like us to bill on your behalf? They could gather that information and then tell them, just so you know, we're gonna do our very best to maximize your insurance benefits. However, that is a contract between your employer and the insurance company. So they're setting the standard of not being an insurance driven office, but an insurance aware office. Yeah, they send the link to the new patient paperwork. And then they set up a call with that new patient two days prior to the appointment, they go over the new patient paperwork, they go over the benefits with the patient. And then they supply the dentist with a summary of that patient. Hey, by the way, this patient has coverage for occlusal guards, and he plays football. So it might be something good to look at. Um, They are covered for a full mouth series of radiographs if you'd like to do that. And there's no dental history. So they send the doctor this summary so that they could be successful right out of the gate. This is what they expect. And these are their goals. Yeah. And then two days after the appointment, they call the patient back to say your expectations were A, B and C. How would we do? Wow. And if they get a great raving review they say if i sent you a link to write a review would you be so kind as to do that and we will review it in our huddle tomorrow or if it's not a good one they say well we definitely want to listen to you i'm going to have the doctor give you a phone call back or have so-and-so give you a phone call back before they have the chance to write a bad review by implementing this director first impressions what we're doing is we're rolling out the red carpet long before they even walk up to your front door.
0: Yeah. Now, you're speaking to my heart on a lot of fronts. Number one, the, when you, if you were to ask me those questions, like what do you not want to do or what don't you like doing? I mean, the list would be long. Number two, I'm a classic avoider of like things I just hate doing. So like I just, and I, but I have a lot of energy for the things I love to do in an office. So I'm no different than probably a lot of people listening to this podcast. So one other thing to consider too is the segmentation of the energy. You know, people don't understand this. And I have a special place in my heart for the admin. I I actually have a special place in my heart for all of the dental team members, but people don't understand this. Admin team members get the least amount of training in all of dentistry. And they're often thrown to the wolves, say, hey, go. And they have to manage energy on all fronts. Energy coming through the phone, energy going out through phone calls, energy coming through the door, energy coming. Now you can take one of those, those pieces of energy and put it right here and you can put energy into the person in front of you, I would guess- That works. Now, you're also removing one of the biggest obstacles I have if I'm a very picky dentist is like, you don't understand my practice. You know, I'm sure you hear that all the time. What do you normally say to people when they go, you don't understand my practice. We're very different, which they should be. But what do you say to that?
1: Tell me more. You know, I want this person to represent your brand. So they're gonna need to know everything that they possibly can about your practice. Uh, The people that are the director of first impressions, one of the first things that they do is create a list of the top 20 things about the practice. So if somebody says, my last office was really dirty and I didn't like it, so I'm gonna come to you. They have a phrase that they can turn to that says, oh, you're gonna love our office because we exceed hospital sterilization standards within our practice. I, I know how you feel and you will never feel that way again once you walk in our doors. And so they have these reassuring statements that are gonna represent your brand really well. Remember, they don't have a patient walking up to them to check out or one to check in. So they can spend as much time as they need to to develop that relationship based on the personality styles. Yeah. And all of our team members are university educated. So they can take cues from a patient, they understand communication, but they're very, very intelligent. So they're gonna pick up on anything that you throw at them rather quickly. I was speaking to a doctor a few minutes ago and he's like, I am tired of repeating myself. I am tired of telling my team every single day, I need you to do this, this and this, and then follow up and them not doing it. So, well, you know, the good thing about our team members, we don't have any long-term contracts. So if they're not making you happy, you can say, all right, here's my 30 days notice, I'm done. And because we're working out of Zimbabwe, they have about an unofficial 80% unemployment rate. Nobody wants to lose their job. They wanna come to work happy, motivated, and they wanna make a difference for you because they wanna keep their job. There's not a lot of jobs out there. And even if they could find a job, they're not gonna find one like our company. We pay in U.S. dollars, which is very unique over in Zimbabwe. It equals to about two to three times what Zimbabwe pay would normally be. We offer healthcare benefits, which is practically unheard of. And since they're going to work whatever hours the office wants, uh, we're going to provide transportation home to our team members, because they may not be getting off until 2, 3 o'clock in the morning their time, um, because they might be working on the West Coast. So with those perks and those added benefits, people want to work for us. Besides the fact that we've developed this culture, you know, you said, God have this culture, we have this mission and vision, and we donate 51% of our profits, 51%. And it's going to Christian-based ministries. And I would say almost everyone that we have onboarded is completely in support of the fact that we are supporting orphanages we're giving scholarships we're digging clean water wells and not just in africa this is all around the world if there's you know earthquake in haiti we're supporting it so that 51 percent that's why the company was founded how can we give back not only to the people of zimbabwe but to the world in general make the world a better place leave it better than we found it
0: yeah, that sounds amazing, the commitment and the overall vision of the company. This is very cool. And then I, I just have so many questions as you're describing this. Mm-hmm. Number one is, um, is it like pay as a utilization type thing? Like, is there a flat fee? I mean, we're getting kind of in the nuts and bolts, but those, my first question is like, how how, how can you afford this service? And you might say, how can you not afford this service type
1: of a how thing? How can you not? it's exactly right. So with us, that's another thing that my clients loved about it is it's a flat fee, no matter what they do. It's not something where we sign up for insurance verification, and we need them to check on the status of the claim. And they say, Oh, I'm sorry, that's another service. It's here's your 40 hour a week team member, what do you want them to do today? So it's going to be a flat rate for 40 hours a week, they don't work over 40. They're, they're always at 40, they can work under, but you're going to pay for 40. Um, And it's $1,980 a month. That's So it breaks down to about $11.50 an hour, no matter what it is they're doing. So for instance, we had a dentist that went on maternity leave and she came back and she decided she was only going to come back three days a week. And she said, Brenda, what can I do with the other two days? I said, well, your team member can actually work for another dental office two days a week. You They would just pay you directly. Or what does your husband do? So she told me what her husband did for a living and he owned his own business. I said, does he need help? So our team member works two days a week at her husband's business, three days a week at her business. So it really does not matter what they do. We have people working as executive assistants where they're scheduling travel, they're maybe um, reconciling the books, the QuickBooks. We even have controllers and CFOs that work out of Zimbabwe. Now, obviously they're not gonna be that dental rate, right? but we do this for real estate, for support ministry, support chiropractic, support um, dentistry, support DDS, support medical, and the real estate is really big right now too. So it pretty much anybody needs somebody that can work remotely, we can provide that person to them.
0: Yeah, this is so great. So director of first impressions this is your first, That's your first, you know, favorite That's my love. That's your love. (laughs) Give us a couple couple more. Insurance verification, appointment reminders. Um, What are some other things that you're like, these are clear, non-lovable things that happen in a dental office. What are are some of your top favorites?
1: Recare and reactivation. Um, And I like those two because you can see a direct return on investment. You know, if I bring in four people into spaces in your schedule that would have otherwise been empty. You're going to get the 1980 if i reactivate a family you're going to get the 1980 so i love things that i can see a direct return on investment from and those are some of the ways Um, also unscheduled treatment plans they don't call and say hey i wanted to remind you you had work to do we give them scripts when they learn so that they can be um pretty proficient when it comes to making those phone calls, but they're going to follow the office's direction. But mainly what we tell them to do is look for the reason for return. So if it's recare, it's not because you're due. It's because your hygienist, Laura, said that you were bleeding on the lower left when you were in an October, she was expecting to see you in February. But she wanted me to call you and see how that bleeding is is going right now, you know, and then get them scheduled. Yeah. And They don't come with bad habits because honestly, they've never worked for a dental office before. These are highly educated people that we found. We put them through a week long dental training program where they learn terminology, how to do insurance verification, claims follow-up, new patient phone calls, reactivation and recare, as well as personality styles. They have two tests that they have to take before they can even go in front of a client and they have to pass both tests with an 85% or higher. One is an insurance verification, and one is a written test that probably half the people in your office wouldn't be able to pass. And it's, you know, what is a waiting period? What is the birthday rule? And they fill in the blanks and they have to pass. And it's it's a great training program, but before they even get into the dental training program, they have gone through multiple levels of screening because it is not uncommon for us to get 500 applicants to a dental training class where we're gonna accept 40.
0: Wow. Wow. And then the documentation process, you said they'll document the conversation and put it in your software. How does that work? They they're just they're obviously piped into your software, or does it happen? I and again, I'm I'm sorry for asking these questions, but like no, my mind, I, my mind more. is on the outer edge of what I'm like, you know, you know how this is like this sounds really good. And it's way out there on the edge of a community or an industry who likes things the way they like them. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, uh, (laughs) and and I can see it in your face. Like you really believe and you know, you trust in what you guys. And so this is very exciting to me. And, uh, I, you know, I, I just, I'm just curious how that all works when you do it. And, um, but they're able to document, put it in your computer, the conversations and things like that. Now, here's a question I have. Okay, so if somebody's a director of first impression, like I just want to make sure that they, do I get to preview some of the recordings so that I can hear what they're saying and how they say it? Is that possible?
1: Sure. Yeah, absolutely. You could, but you're going to be able to interview them too. Right. So when you interview them, you can go through a mock telephone call if you'd like Um, when they remote, they can remote into your software if you need them to or cloud based, whichever one. And they're going to put those notes wherever you want them. Right. Um, Some people put blocks on the schedule. Other people want it in the office journal. They want it in the memo area. They're going to follow your lead on all of that. The conversation itself, they're already trained on. So that part they know they know here's a script, but please don't sound like it's a script. Yeah, you know, enjoy the conversation with that patient represent our brand, but same with phones. If you have a voiceover IP, we just plug into your voiceover IP and caller ID shows up as your office. They're not considered a third party verification company. We have a BAA with all of our clients, so they actually work for you, but you have a flat fee that you pay to Zimworks our parent company or with support DDS. So there's no taxes, anything added on. It's simply that flat fee. And, you know, when you listen to these team members, the hardest decision you're ever going to have to make is which one. Yeah. And I tell people that all the time, like, gosh, you're going to want all three because they were all three hand selected for you. It's not like, Hey, give me the next three that are up in line. Yeah. It's no, this person needs somebody who's numbers friendly because they're gonna be working on spreadsheets. They're gonna be posting payments. So I wanna make sure that they understand how that works and we get somebody for that role. Or they're gonna be spending 90% of their time on the phone. Great, I want somebody who is upbeat and friendly and somebody who's got that customer service background. Yeah. And luckily for us, great big, huge pool to choose from.
0: Yeah, that's so cool. Now, also too, just the scope of work And you and I chatted before we hit the go button. Like I am, I've always been a fan of an executive assistant for a lot of different reasons for people is they just do the things that you shouldn't be doing. I mean, your time as a professional is spent doing what you do best. And so if you you can can insource, I'm going to use that word, insource some of those things. How far is the scope of things? And I'll, I'll tell you why I'm asking this question. I've talked to a lot of dentists, some of them in partnerships and they have an office manager. And the office manager runs a lot of things and the office manager is exhausted. And the list of things that the office manager does is like dry cleaning, travel. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, they should be exhausted because those are not, that's not really part of the job. They're doing the first layer of it, which is protect the doctor and keep them doing, but they're also being weighed down. You could, could I outsource hypothetically dry cleaning and all that stuff to the ins- insourcing person?
1: You can outsource pretty much anything. You need to buy your wife a gift. They can do that for you. You want them to remind you when your anniversary is happening. It's all up to the creativity of the dental office. Wow. You know, I don't think we have two offices doing things exactly the same. We have high level executives. We even have law firms that have lawyers as their executive assistants. We have people that have somebody answering phones, but also doing social media. We have people that are scheduling travel that are coordinating webinars, things like that, um, all for the clients. And it's really up to you just saying, Hey, I need you to do this. And this is how you do it. Then they go, okay, let me me do it.
0: Okay. So I'm the worst at social media or marketing or website or anything. Like I was going to ask you about that. Like on the, on that front, do you have people that you could say, listen, I just hate doing this. Um, can you find me somebody that can do this? Right.
1: Uh, We absolutely can. We've even had doctors that say, you know, I've always thought about writing a book. Do you have anybody that can be my executive assistant that I could just call every morning and write down my thoughts and have them kind of be a ghostwriter? Absolutely we do. Um, the, The variety of degrees that we have that come across our desk is amazing. My personal executive assistant is a commercial airline pilot. And it's just not something that is readily available for work in Zimbabwe. And he says, you know, I'd rather be an executive assistant. But talk about somebody who's detail-oriented, mm-hmm. is a pilot who has to go through step-by-step processes. It was the perfect fit for me. Um, but we have quite a few people that, like I said, are lawyers, that are certified accountants. You just name it and you can find it. There are some large, large DSOs that have their own room over in Zimbabwe where they might have 30, 40 people with their logo on the wall and their controllers and financial advisors are over there in Zim.
0: Wow, that's wow. Anything you say no to, like, we can't do that.
1: Um, You know, occasionally we'll have somebody that says, I need somebody that's certified in this particular software at this level. And it may take us longer to find that person, And we do have some people that'll say, I need somebody that speaks this language. Right. We can find people that speak other languages. It just takes a little bit more time to do that. Yeah. But right now we have people that speak Chinese, Portuguese, French, um, German, uh, of course, the African languages, as well as Spanish. That's amazing. English is their first language. So,
0: yeah. What do most people get wrong, like thinking about? in sourcing. Like what are they miscon what are the misconceptions that are just not that you spend a lot of time going, that is not true, Doctor?
1: <laughs> I am so glad you asked that question because there's three big things that come up security, data security. Yes. We connect via a secure VPN. We have protections in place and we even use Black Talent Securities who is in place to make sure that everything is secure. We have insurances, all of that. So That should be the least of your concerns. Um, Second is where there's gonna be a language barrier. English was their first language. So they speak very good English. The only time you might have a problem is if they spell organization with a Z instead of an S or an S instead of a Z um, color, you know, a few words here and there, but they change their keyboards to be American keyboards and we, we are fine with that when it comes to spelling. The third is that they're getting a service that they just hired a service that they don't need to deal with. And our team members thrive on communication. They want to be included in your meetings. They want to be included in your daily huddle. You can send them a shirt that has your office logo on it and they'll wear it with pride every day. Many of our team members have a picture of the office printed out and it's on their desk because they really want to say, no, I work for Support DDS, yes I do, but my true heart belongs to magic smiles.
0: Yeah. That's so cool. And they're pretty much, yeah. And so I think the cool part is, is that you can, you can have one person particularly dedicated to your office instead of it's a job share thing.
1: It's not a service. They are yours. So if you have three offices and you want to hire one person, you tell them, okay, Monday, Tuesday, I want you to remote into this office. Wednesday, Thursday, this office. Friday, do this. Um, you don't need necessarily have to hire one person per office. Yeah. You do have, you know, one bill for this person, but you get to decide what they work on during their forty hours in a work week, and pretty much nothing's off limits, other than the fact that they only have forty hours in a work week.
0: Yeah. So no, they I gotta- learn
1: the software super quick. Everything is just they. They
0: pick up right away. Yeah. Now, another thing too, because I've been doing this a long, bookkeeping is a big deal. So you mentioned it earlier, like um, a lot of people, myself included, like I used to do all the book and I'm like, this is just horrible. Now you could yeah. say, okay, listen, I'm going to give this to a team member. And that even becomes a challenge too, because good bookkeeping, a lot of times you're going to have to hire somebody or you're going to do it through your accounting firm, which is not always like the most cost effective thing. And so the idea of having somebody be able to do your books on a regular basis, make sure they're up to date that that's something that's completely possible too.
1: Sure. We have one doctor that he's like, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm hiring you because I need somebody to reconcile my accounts payable. And I don't necessarily want my office manager to know how much I spent at the country club. So could somebody please reconcile my credit card statements to my receipts and all of that, because it's just not information I'd like to share, but I don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Wow. So, okay, cool. What questions should I be asking that I haven't asked? Because again, you're stretching my brain as far. My, it, I mean, my brain's not that big anyway, but like this is, this, is, this is out there as you can imagine. And I'm sure you talk to people and you're like, no, this is really real. I, I would imagine a lot of times yeah. you spend your time like reassuring people, like I'm not coming from the land of Oz. Like this really mm-hmm. does work. What, what else should I be asking that I haven't?
1: Where do they work from?
0: Where do they? Because a
1: lot of these outsourcing companies, the people are working from their homes and they might even have a full time job and then they go home and work this other full time job. All of our team members come to a secured facility in downtown Harare. We have a high-rise building that we have over four floors in and they have a key card to get off onto the dental floors. They have a key card to get into the dental space um, so that we can maintain all of our HIPAA compliance. They go through HIPAA compliance, both with a a well-known HIPAA compliance teacher in the United States, but also through our IT company. So we need to make sure that the data security is a real deal They don't have cell phones at their desks. They don't have USB ports on their computer unless they're working with a cloud-based software. So we take all of that seriously. That's why coming into the office, they can literally raise their hand and they can have somebody come up to them and go, okay, what's going on? Well, I don't know how to do this in Open Dental. Can you show me? And we can find somebody that will instantly be able to help them out. So having those levels of direct supervision Right there on site is really important. Um, I think the other question I get is, how reliable are they going to be? Because you know, I have a team member that calls out every month, at least three or four days, and I I just I can't have that happening. Well, our team members, we have to remember they they need to work. Right. They have to be there to get the income to be able to support their families, to do all of that. So if they're not at work, they're not making money. They're going to come into work. We also have two full-time pastoral care team members that are there if somebody is having a mental health day and they can't make it to work. You know, We say, no, come into work so that we can pray with you, so that we can mentor to you, so that we can help you.
0: Wow. All right, so I, I, you've got my interest now. You've got my attention. So if I'm a dentist listening, like where do I go? How do I find out more? How does it work? I mean, so take us through that process.
1: Well, you would reach out to me directly. We have a, a website, supportdds.com, where you can see a bunch of the information. But if you reach out to me directly, I can speak to you and find out what your needs in particular are. I'm the dental group director, I can be reached at brenda at support dds.com. Um, You can call me, you can text me, you can email me, you can find me on social media, on LinkedIn, message me. I'm probably the most responsive person that you'll ever find.
0: <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. And we're going to put all of it. So if you're listening to the podcast, you can flip up to the notes. You're going to see Brenda's information uh, in there and we're going to put it all right there. So if you're just listening while you're driving, whatever, don't worry. Just go to the notes and you can go right to Brenda. Brenda, thank you thank so you. much for being on. This was great. I didn't even know something like this really existed. So,
1: we're unique. That's why we're insourcing, not outsourcing.
0: Yeah. That's we're going to awesome. work
1: in your office for you.
0: I love it. I love, love it. it. Thank you so much. Well, stick around while I say goodbye to everybody else. Uh, but thank you guys for listening to the Best Practices Show. This is out there for me. You know, this is brand new for me and I actually really enjoyed this a lot. And secretly, I'm going to talk to Brenda about some things I need help with myself. And they were going to be yeah. tasks outside of work first. And so uh, if you enjoyed today, just do us a favor, hit the share button. You can send us questions, but I'll encourage you just to reach out to Brenda. She's going to have better answers to your questions than I do. And then uh, if you guys have more questions on this, Send them to us and I'll get Brenda back. We'll get her back on and we'll, we'll, ge- we'll give her the, the, the tough questions and have her come up with the answers. But uh, thank you guys for listening. Until we see you next time, keep watching The Best Practices Show. You guys enjoy your day. There you have it. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Best Practices Show. I hope you sure did enjoy it. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. We are always here for you. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you consume podcasts. And if you really enjoy it, you can leave a comment or a four or five star review. But until we see you next time, keep watching the best practices show.